Hey, this is Ben Cahill and Paul Kimmel. And this is Tales of the Table. Hi, everybody. I got Paul here. I'm here. What up? And my sister, Caroline, has also made it to the table. Um, for some tales. For some tales. Um, long time no see. Long yeah, time no see. Yep. Yeah, getting everybody back together. It's been a while. Um, we're going to try to start doing these somewhat regularly again. I'm sorry that... Yeah, it, which we've said that multiple times now, but we really need to do it. Yeah. For the betterment of all parties involved. Yeah. <clears throat> Just to kind of keep some continuity between everybody and that way everybody can regularly listen that way we're not just saying oh sporadically we'll yep. give you a tale anyway um plus this is for mental health so yeah not good if you're not uh getting the regular dose of us yeah yeah you know? regular dose of fun spoonful of sugar <laughs> makes medicine go down yeah that's not it uh it's kick this off right um breast cancer awareness month so yep so, Save them boobies. Yeah. <laughs> Say it like it is. Um, Save them boobies. Typically, if you contact your local fire department, or at least the locals, uh, when I say locals, I mean their unions. Breast um, cancer awareness shirts. Yeah. They, yeah pink you, ladies are out in force now. What's that? The uh, Pink ribbon girls. Pink ribbon girls, yep. That's the local one in the this area. Yep. Um, so, if... Uh, if if you get in if you get into wanting a shirt, a lot of proceeds go to like breast cancer either awareness and or research and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I think pre- Pink Ribbon Girls goes to well they have their own don't they? Yeah, they got they're a big organization on their own. Yeah, yeah. so but you'll notice a lot of local fire departments um, will do events with them like they'll wrap their trucks in pink or they'll do like a uh, pink fire gear. Thing. I know there was a thing at Frickers some years ago where they had them out there. So yeah. But if, uh, if a firefighter says that they do free breast exams in the back of their car, they're lying. And they're probably not a farm. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrong possibility. So. Oh, and uh, for all the ladies out there, um, go get regular breast exams. Yes, please. Um, Actually, you- if you knew anything about breasts, you do them in your shower once a month. Yes. Yeah. Give yourself a soft you, breast exam. And you can Google the proper way of doing it. Yes. Usually it's YouTube. putting your hand above your head. And feeling around and making sure there are lumps that are immovable. What? Okay, nurse lady. Um, what if you find a problem? Say, what What to look for if you are looking for something? There's a lot of different things that you can do. They first have you look in front of a mirror if I am sure about what I'm saying, but I am no doctor and do not trust me. You stand in front of a mirror if you see any kind of lopsidedness. Now, I'm not saying one tit's bigger than the other on your period situation. I'm saying that one is hung different than the other. Mm. If one has more indentations than the other. If one has a red spot and the other does not. If it looks inflamed. If when you put your arm above your head. What you got to say? <laughs> I'm not saying. I didn't. I'm, not, I'm, I'm listening. I'm learning. I'm being learned. Right when now. you uh, put your arm above your head, you go in kind of a circle motion and feel around. And if you feel any type of lump that is at any. If you are scared at all about the size of this lump, go to your OBGYN and get a breast exam, a formal breast exam. They can follow up with mammograms and. Um, proper imaging so that you know for a fact because yeah. the earlier you catch that the better off yes. you will be yep. 
Yeah, early get your yearlies, girls. Get your yearlies. Yep, and early detection is key and that kind of stuff. And do your monthlies. Or yep. have someone else do your monthlies if you got that going for you. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what's hey, up? Hey, what's up? Them things I taste them. test them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this one tastes like a sour head. <laughs> Lemon head. Ma'am, you need to get that checked yeah, out. Yeah, you get it. Also, it's October, so... Uh, happy hollowed be thy wing. It's Halloween season. Spooky, <laughs> Spooky season. fucking season. Spooky fucking season. My favorite time of year. It's amazing. I love yes. this time of year. Happy Halloween. Football yeah. season, baby. Ben That's what I'm not, talking about. Ben is not a fan of spooky season. No. no. Why are you scared? I ain't exactly happy about it. Like, oh, <laughs> let's be. Let's I wish we could post the pictures of his his uh, escapades. <laughs> yeah, when we went to uh, a certain screen park. Right night. Yeah, but Ben was not amused. No. <laughs> So. He's the one white person that does not walk towards the trouble. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I get, you didn't want to go in the room full of chainsaws? Hide <laughs> yeah. from the monster. This sounds like a blast. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, great. so it's spooky season, so happy Halloween. Can't wait to have a heart attack. And yeah. go Bucks. Let's go. Go Bucks. With the wind today against the Terpins. Go against the Terpins. <laughs> Smack um, Ugly, also, ugly win, but a win nonetheless. Go, go brownies. I know, I know. No, I know. Uh, take your northeast ass somewhere else. Yeah, sorry. You're southwest Ohio like right it. now. Say it like it is. Go like Bengals. I like my Cleveland yeah, Browns. Things. Go ahead and say something about your Tennessee Titans. All the Titans are doing great. <laughs> that was an ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an ass whooping. <laughs> no, uh, um, pretty happy about how the Titans are doing, but I'm not exactly a huge NFL fan. I'd rather watch college football. Overrated, <laughs> underrated, the Tennessee Titans. Overrated. <laughs> Over fucking I don't rated. know. I don't know. I haven't kept up with them this year. I did. I haven't kept up with them. I, well, I watched the Browns spank them. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't say anything because we're not doing yeah. any better. So I can't say, Well, uh, I also, the only, really the only football I've watched this year and Nick Chubb got his leg blown yeah, out. And I, I was like, golly, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. This game sucks. Yeah, actually, that actually sucks a lot. a heartbreaker. In the same yeah. knee too. Good lord, feel yeah. bad for that fella. Yeah, but sounds like he's gonna get off all right with it. Like yeah, but how many times? You... <laughs> yeah, gross. I mean, you never made some guns into that business. You're gonna have to speak up. Robert, Robert, bro. Um, but yeah. So. so. Um, we have interesting topics today. We have um topics about mandatory counseling sessions that Ben brought up earlier today. And then we also have a theory from counseling or that I've experienced in counseling about a theory called wise mind. So we'll talk into that a little bit later. But first, let's hear Ben's theory on mandatory counseling for healthcare professionals. So, yeah, sure. Um, I'm writing a paper. That's that's why this is... This well, I can't one. read. <laughs> I'm writing my <laughs> I'd use colors. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm writing a paper. Um, the whole goal of this, the whole goal of this paper is to um, something that you have to institute within your department. It obviously can be made up um, or something that you regularly want to do. Um, it's just it depends. Um, if they think it's a good idea, maybe the department can adopt it or institute it or whatever. Um, so my thought process. My thought process was uh, 
That, that was the door to our studio closing. Yes. Old studio. Studio de Cahill. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, sorry. So, yeah. So my thought process was to do mandatory counseling stations <laughs> at least once a year for all. Shut up. For all department members. Now, you, obviously, you would need the department to buy into this. Um, you can't. If you make it mandatory, you can't expect the department members to pay for it. So you can run it through EAP, um, which is a whole different ball game. We should talk about another day about how some EAPs are jokes and some EAPs are great you know EAP has a great uh it's EAP a great... stands for employee assistance program yeah um yeah at fire service or military or Health police, sometimes they'll any... call it um critical instant stress debriefing yeah CISD, CISD. um <clears throat> but uh so uh, anyway it, it would take some buy-in from the department plus your department members would actually want to um, give it a shot too. <clears throat> so my thought process was to make a, at least one time a year, mandatory counseling session where you are go, able to go in, free your mind, speak your peace, vent your frustrations, do whatever you want for as long as you want. And then, or you could just say, screw it, have the doc, the doctor or counselor person talk to you for about 30 minutes about how ways to deal with stress and move on about your day. Yeah. Um, with writing this paper, I did some research um, and this is, I mean, they were pretty reputable sites. So, um, one was the CDC, um, U S fire administration. Okay. So reputable. I mean, they're pretty, pretty reputable. Oh, yeah. Um, it, one of them was 50, 51% of, uh, all people that were studied, uh, deals with some sort of stress. Um, 31% of those people have thought about suicide and or self-harm and 16% of the people that they studied actually self-harmed at least once in their lives. So, so you got to think, you know, you know, out of a hundred people, 16 of those people are harming themselves just because they're stressed. 50, half of them are thinking about it. Yes. So that's, that's kind of a, that's obviously a big red flag. Not only that, but, um, between 100 and 200 firefighters every year or some sort of fire personnel uh, kill themselves every year. Um, they equate to 1% of all, su of all deaths in the United States. 1% by suicide. Fire, per fire and EMS personnel. Fire, fire EMS and law enforcement. Yes. So I will add to yes. this, uh, not to drop names or situations or what have you, but there was a nurse that literally got off shift at a facility, walked to the roof and just jumped off the other day. Took the wicked dive. Yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. It is. Huh. Um, and to think she could have listened to this podcast and just felt better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it would have made a difference. You know, what yeah. if they would have institutionalized yearly checks with their employees? Because yeah. let's be honest, you're not supposed to. A lot of people, at least in our field, you're not supposed to see a lot of the things that you see. Um, it's a stress that you don't really expect. It's a um, hard thing to deal with. It's a hard thing to see. Um, and it's very stressful. No, let's call it what it is. It's trauma. Yeah. You deal with it trauma. Yeah. yeah. And yes, you may, think it, you may think it may not affect you, but long term, you start getting jaded. You start getting uh, desensitized to it. Um, so 
And once you start getting desensitized to it, you kind of lose the humanity aspect of it. Um, so in fairness, if I go on a cardiac arrest today, which could very easily happen. I mean, I'm not working today, but it, it could happen. <laughs> well, I hope nobody goes into cardiac arrest. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if I were to respond to a cardiac arrest right now, it's just another day. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. that. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't bother me that that person died, but it's kind of like, eh. But you take no emotion into it. There is no emotion at all. Yeah. It's strictly business. Um, a lot of, uh, in order to laugh instead of cry sometimes we make some off-color jokes you know talk about what we're going to have for lunch it has happened it does happen yeah. uh, across the united states probably canada mexico this is something that i experienced when i did a position change um was i thought this is the place that i wanted to be i was so excited i was going to learn so much in this new position and i remember some of the nursing personnel taking bets on what time a patient was going to die at night. He was yeah. still conscious. He could hear everything. And hearing is the last thing to go if you wanted to know that information, people. But hearing is the last yeah. thing to go. So, obviously, that's why you're supposed to talk to your patients and, yeah. and, and be sweet to them. Absolutely. And, and that's what was being said outside of his room. And I was like, am I going to be this person one day? Are you this person? Where I don't care about someone. This is somebody's dad. This is somebody's brother. This is somebody's, you know, this is a human. And okay. we're taking bets on what time he's going to pass away. With that being said, it's not the fact that you don't care. Okay? Because it's not, it's not. No, I think it was care. a jaded perspective. I think it's just. Yeah, you hardened. care about your job and you would do anything you can to help said yes. person. The problem is, is that. You are so desensitized to it. It's just like, fuck, it's yeah. another thing. Who gives a damn? You know, sorry about your luck. At least it ain't me. Bye. <laughs> you know, but I mean, and I, you move on. Doesn't that make you so nerve? Like, like I don't I don't want to ever walk into a position where I, I face cardiac arrest and I'm like, oh, it's just another day. Every time yeah. I've ever had a could, I walk away and cry. I don't. I know, yeah. but that I don't ever want to be yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get to that point. I mean, and I understand that's probably where we're going because, yes, this job desensitizes you and it's all business at the end of the day. You can't show emotions at the end yeah. of the day, but... I don't think it's less sad. I just think you have to process it. Well, yeah. Which we're going to get to that later. Right, honestly, right. I mean, this runs so, right, yeah. Huh. Well, but anyway, that that's kind of my paper. Um, it may it may not help everybody, but it may help somebody. If it helps one person, it's accomplished. I think it's a good push because... Um, if you've ever been through a critical incident stressor briefing, they depends are, on how you do it. It depends on how they do it. One and they're supposed to have follow up with them, and they're historically terrible about that. I hate saying that, but it's the truth. It's not a knock to the people who do yeah, it. It's they not do a, a great job it. of doing what they're supposed to do yeah, in the, the moment, but the, after the fact, yeah, it's kinda... the follow up afterwards never happens most of the time. Um, you know, you talk about it right after it happens, and then. They're supposed to check up on people and if you're having any issues, but normally that's the end of it right there. Yeah. That's insane, actually. And sometimes so. it's for, well, at least in the one that I was dealt with, it was forced. You had no choice. It was in the middle of the night. Everybody right. wanted to just same. go to bed I'm and say, screw same. this. It yeah. got forced upon us. And I've been through three, and they were all yeah. very similar to that. And that, uh, it's yeah. One I Again. came to voluntarily because I was on the call, but I came... Because I thought it would be beneficial for the younger guys that were going through it. Yeah, absolutely. To have somebody there that's already been through one. Yeah. To kind of be like, hey, this is to like, hey, this is your moment to talk, so talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't hold back, because yeah. if you do, you're yeah. not going to get this chance again. Yeah, exactly. So, Which is actually insane to think about. You're never going to get this chance to do this again. That's wild. Well, that's well, especially I, not on that topic, because that's the sad thing, is they come and they're like, 
okay, so you just saw an atrocious car wreck where yeah. a whole family was killed. And then you get, and then after that, it's just like, that's the end of it for the professional, whoever they brought in to talk to you about it, which is yep. normally like a chaplain or something like that. Yep. Um, and then you seal the box door. Yeah. And then say, so that well. goes back to the historical problem of, okay, now we put a bow around it and we shove it down. So this might be a, a dumb question, but like, say like, festering wound. Yeah. say like you took a call personally, like you were the one who was like, Ooh, that one hurt way harder than it should have. You know, when I walked away from that, can you call the, whatever you call them, the critical CISD teams? So yeah. typically you refer to your supervisor, your supervisor will either make that call or refer it up, 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 yeah. up, up to the top, tippy top if need be. And then they'll call in. And those. sometimes, unfortunately, they don't even do that. Yeah. Sometimes, unfortunately, you'll have calls like that, and you'll have the ego. I'm a big burly man. Yeah. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Everybody go back to the firehouse, and you know what I mean. And the sad truth is, is whether guys want to admit it or not, you got a fucking hallway full of guys laying in their bunk room who are probably just thinking all about thinking it, about or who are all thinking about it. Yeah. And I'm gonna say it flat out because the truth, if it, if you're not thinking about it, or it didn't affect you in some way, shape, or form. That's probably a character flaw with yeah. you as a person. Or something Or something's wrong with you. Yeah. Something, yeah. something snapped yeah. stupid in Yeah, you. and you probably do need to seek some counseling because things that are affecting you as a human being should be affecting you or not affecting you. Yeah. yeah. So, you should be feeling it. The so. one time that we had the EAP program came was when I got choked. And actually, they had a, a group full of nurses and patient safety attendants or techs or whatever you want to call them. We were all on the round table. And we talked about my situation, but they called me like three or four times after that. Yeah, yeah see, and... So I thought the follow-up was actually really, really good. And they were all psych nurses. Yeah. And, that's and who fair, ran ours. In fairness, that seems like a well-run EAP. Yeah. Unfortunately, not every EAP is like that. No, I know. And you may, you may get the... The last EAP I went to, I went for counseling. I went in there. They didn't let me fucking talk. I couldn't get anything off my chest, and eventually I just said, "Fuck this, I'm done. I'm not yeah, dealing with your right. ass anymore." That's the well, I mean, back. That's, that's the wrong kind. And and, sure. and and truly, it's not obviously not all things are alike. Not right. every EAP is obviously. the same. Yes. But that that pissed me off so much that sure. I said, "Fuck this, I'm never doing this again." Well, yeah, so, it burns you to where you don't even want to yeah. ever have. First of all, have the situation again. Second of all, have to go to somebody to talk to them about it because you're like, "What's the fucking point? I'm just going to yeah. end up way more mad than I." I came in, yeah. which was already, I was already not well to begin with. <laughs> I wasn't doing so hot to begin or, with, and now you're... Sh- here's the worst problem with this exact subject right here, which we've all experienced, that whether you realize it or not, is there's nothing worse than trying to talk about what you've gone through or what you've been through to an individual that has no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Because to have somebody sit there and be like, they're sympathizing with you solely because it's their job. That makes you feel... That is not, not, it's not... It almost effective. makes you feel worse. It's not effective. It's not effective. I can tell you that very factually. It's not. You need to talk to people that have been where you're at and are on the other side of it now. Yeah. That's what works. That's those are the people you need to talk to. Yeah. If you can, re- because you can relate. Yeah. You can say, "Hey, listen, had a bad one." And most, if you talk to uh, uh, at least a fireman, if you say, "Man, I had this bad one," and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh shit, oh yeah. man, man, this that's a bad one." If you start off, if you preface with, "Man, it sucked." It's usually pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So um, that might be something. That's an idea too. You know, maybe you just as a person can show up to your job and just say, "Hey, on this day of this month, we can all get together and we can all go through the shitty calls that we've had this last month, 
and talk it out and what what worked for everybody, what didn't work for everybody in, in getting through that or, trauma that you went through. Truthfully, just if you're that guy and you've got time on the job and you are someone people can talk to, be that guy. Yeah. Don't be the fucking guy that should be the counselor. Yeah. Don't be suck it up, Buttercup. Don't be that guy. No. All right, that shit doesn't work either. There's plenty of those guys walking around out there, and most of those guys who are doing that, like, oh, it doesn't bother me, are fucking lying right to your face. They're full yeah. of shit. That does too bother them. Absolutely. They're, not, they're just saying that because it's ego. Well, like ego you said, is the enemy. Or I mean, okay, let's empathize with them. Maybe that's how they put it off, but sure. deep down, maybe sure. it really fucking kills sure. them. Sure. Right. For the most part, people I work with know that I'm pretty open about that kind of stuff where if it bothers me, it bothers me, and I'm, I don't care. Or chances are that's what they're saying to you, but they've probably got somebody else's ear they talk to. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. I have my person that I go to. You know, I have a, a human that I, you know, rely on or talk to. Better than an antelope. <laughs> okay, well, I've got an antelope that I go to. I thought you said cantaloupe. Cantaloupe's good. Gavin's here with us, by, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have a person that I talk to who's going to cut it to me real. Was this the right way that I should have handled the situation? Should I feel this bad about the situation? Man, this really fucked me up today. You know, I'm struggling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a process. It's a paper. I'm working on it. It's just, which I'm, I'm behind it. Anything that's moving forward for mental health, shouldn't you can't stop. Put, you can't. Yeah, you can't push it enough, man. So, I say it's solid B plus. Maybe, maybe B flat. But if you have good punctuation and spelling, I say B plus. Really. We're going C minus on this. You're gonna try C yeah, minus. I mean, going for C minus. Just passing. I'm just trying to. He's pass. not a Shakespeare, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I talk like this. He's a main street thug. He's got some words of wisdom for you. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, anyway, so that's that's my spiel. My, uh, I, I guess you have something. Yeah. So we're going to... Do you mind before, if I no, inter- interject for before? Absolutely. Because I feel like that's probably going to take up the bulk of our... Probably the remainder of our show would be my guess. Yep. Um, then we'll do it over there. There's something... Um... So, there's a new thing out. I won't call it new. I think they've actually been doing it for a while now. It's called SGB. Um, if you get a chance, what Google the 60 Minutes um, episode about PTSD. They do a, I think it's probably about 14, 15 minute uh, video on YouTube. And it's, like I said, it's from 60 Minutes. And they talk about its effectiveness with veterans, um, first responders, all that. Well, it's starting to get out there more commonly now. They're actually starting to do it around in this area, too. Um, I got to go and witness it firsthand myself. It's called a stellate ganglion block where, and I keep in mind, it's still an experimental procedure. It's not been approved by the FDA yet. Um, but I got to go see one done myself. Um, and it was eye opening for another individual who was having, um, these issues themselves. And it was their second treatment. And even they said it almost just calms you. I guess it has some... I'd have to read up on it more to really give you guys the detail. Please watch the video. If you have 15 minutes to kill, pulled up. It's under 60 minutes. Uh, just Google PTSD and you'll see a veteran sitting there in the video. And I promise you it'll be it, it'll be the one you're looking for. Um, but it basically just calms you. It's not a medication. It just blocks the flow of norepinephrine and all that. It basically gives you back the control to calm your fight or flight 
which is what we lose. Because after so many years doing this, like you'll talk to veterans who've been deployed over and over again, or firefighters who've been on job for years, or police officers, all that, nurses, uh, anybody, anybody, they have that issue where they can't shut it off anymore. Because now, so you're in fight all the time. All the time, you're always in fight or flight. You're always in that on uh, hyper alert. And this literally gives you back control of shutting that off in your home. And every single, the, the person I know that's had it done, um, some of the stuff I've read about it, all that, it seems to work. So, but, I said, keep in mind it's experimental. Do they still work though? Yeah, oh yeah. They're still actively on the job. So I know that, especially with like medication, and I've struggled with this as well, that I'm afraid to take medication because I'm afraid it's gonna affect my job performance. See, and that doesn't do that. Which okay. is the beautiful thing is this doesn't, it, do, it doesn't dull your senses. It's not gonna dumb you down and turn you into a dope. That's the thing. Um, that was a concern I had initially when I first started hearing about it, and I was like, well, I need that edginess because I need to be able to have that fight or flight when I need it. I don't need, I don't want it shut off all the time. But the thing is, is that when, like right now, we shouldn't have that. It should not be on right now. Yeah. We're safe right now. We're sitting in a controlled environment. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, happy, healthy, safe. Yeah, yeah. So you should not have to be hyper alert right now. No, and I always feel like, you know, when I'm at home, if I'm dealing with stressful situations, I immediately go into fight. Like, here we go. All right, we're, we're right. gearing up. Let's go. I shouldn't have to deal with that at home. Right. And this is a healthy, um, like I said, they've been doing this for a long time. It was actually a procedure they were using for something else. And they were kind of like, holy fuck, this is working for PTSD. So they started doing it for veterans and veterans nice. were all like, uh, yeah, this works. I feel so much better. Like, and you'll see in this interview, they have families they bring on, and they're all like, I feel like I got my family member back. Like, they went from being someone who was just kind of checked out to being like, wow, I feel so much better. I've got a control of myself now. So, look into this, guys. I'm telling you. If it's something that you'd ever be interested in, there's places that do it. Um, like I said, once again, it's not been approved by the FDA yet, but you know how that works. Um, there's no money in the cure, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> there's no money in the cure. It's always money in the long-term and the treatment Prozac, and the, the Prozac, Prozac and the, the long-term treatment. Blue nation, so Absolutely. Call it, but. but yeah, so that was my uh, spiel on that. Short, sweet, something that I've personally, like I said, experimented and witnessed myself and it was awesome. So, alright. Uh, yeah, Paul's going to give us an update now of how he's been doing uh, since his little lockup time. Yeah. Um, uh, since, I did, since I did my 72. My 72. My 72. My stint in the clink. My, I did my little stint in the clink with my extra crispy fries. Uh, yeah. But uh, good. I'm good. Um, I have been sober, like, which I didn't. Uh, I didn't have. I don't want to say. I didn't have a drinking problem because I didn't drink excessively all the time, but I drank to cope, which I don't drink anymore. I've uh, I've pretty much been sober since Thanksgiving of last year. Um, I went and did the 72-hour retreat with Sable Warrior. Um, I've been pushing some of that stuff out to to my guys that I work with and sponsoring, help helping. I shouldn't say sponsoring, but helping sponsor some events like the Sable Warrior ride they just did. Um, that was out of, I believe Idaho is where it left out of, um, our union local donated to it. But, um, yeah, I've been doing really good. That's I mean, good. Uh, no, no tobacco use. That's been almost two years now. Um, 
I, I might smoke a cigar every now and again, something like that, yeah, casually. Not, yeah. But I don't drink at all. Uh, I think last time I had, even had a taste of alcohol was at uh, a concert a few months back, and it was like a nip. Like, literally, it was like, okay, yeah, not for me, I'm good. <laughs> so, but yeah. And you're um, doing meditation? Still meditate every day. Um, twice a day if I can. Uh, some days it's just once a day. Uh, normally I try to, I always try to get my morning in though. My morning is, that sets my day off right. If I don't do the morning, um, I'll be kind of grouchy start of the morning. If I do my night, I sleep really good at night. If I get both of them in. Because then my mind's kind of, I have a lot of fucking dreams. I'm just going to say it flat out. With the meditation? Oh man. Like vivid, like I'm slaying ass. All over the continent. You're just, yeah, you're just, I'm going to. You're, you're getting the women yeah. all day. Asia, you did it. Yeah, you, you did it. Everybody's getting this feed. Those are your uh, dreams? You got sexy dreams? Yeah. That's weird. Right. It's like. That's where you. Maybe that's your I'm telling you. You know telling uh, you That's what it, you're missing out on. Maybe, oh, well, uh, or I'm like thinking like. So this is stupid. But you know Sting from the police? Mm-hmm. The singer? Apparently, he, like, does yoga and meditates and all that. Mm-hmm. They say he's, like, a fucking sex god. <laughs> so, maybe I'm, like, I'm, like, better, like, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> it just gets so, hard as you're yeah, fucking yeah, meditating. It's like Bruce Almighty, I stand up in my clothes and fall. <laughs> 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 I reach it, like, the tits around me just get bigger. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's tight. But, yeah, so, yeah. That's, maybe that's the difference with me, too, because I've been doing yoga, and, you know. I'm, I'm My telling. little Carol is just, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's a One second. Now we're back. We uh, meditated. We meditated. Yeah, we, and we're ready we, to go. Yep. She's got a lady boner, and we're ready to rip tater Ooh. chip. Yep. Um, I'm gonna have to sit on it. <laughs> Calm her down. <laughs> um, but yes. So, Your pH is off. Um. So yeah, meditation. Do it. Don't let people fool you. Learn it about it first. It works. Yeah, learn about it. Because I tried to Don't. do it. So there was a, I do yoga instead of meditation because yeah. <laughs> I think yoga helps me. And uh, I think it makes me stronger mentally, physically, all the things. Like I'm a core body, you know what's up. But um, there was a session that I did with the instructor that I use and um, the back half of it was meditating. And all I kept thinking about, I was I was in it and I was like, PJ, PJ, PJ. And I was like, I don't know how he fucking does this. All I'm thinking about is fucking PJ. And if there's one thing. There's one thing you don't want. It's about PJ. Yeah. Fucking mm. mutton chops. <laughs> Fuck. Oh shit. That was tough. It is, it is. It is hard to clear your mind initially. Yeah. Initially, then after a while, it's like it doesn't become hard at all. It's like <clears throat> the meditating. I mean, very flaccid. Very flaccid. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, meditate. Uh, it's great. Fuck shit works. Can't say enough good about it. Honestly. So um, did you have like? Okay, this is a question though. Did you have like racing thought? Do you ever have racing oh, thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the. I I think that's the hardest part. Every single person says the exact same thing. I have told multiple people that I work with in my personal life about meditation, and they all say the same thing. I can't meditate. My mind's too busy. Yeah, you and every other fucking person on planet Earth, guys. All right. Legitimately. All right. It, 
it's like that because you, it's like that because you haven't done it yet. The more you do it, the more you will learn to quiet your mind. I promise you. Um, and then you will find out that you are capable of astonishing things. And I'm not even balls deep into this shit yet. Like I'm year one into the meditation. Yeah, you're only hard chapped into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's guys, there's people out there. That I, I'd be fascinated to know to talk to somebody who's been like I meditate every day for twenty years. What they, what they're physically capable of with their own mind the wisdom yeah well not just that but literally like all the like just the the physical changes that it has on you like how you're able just to kind of like just chill i like so this is going to sound really nerdy but i'm going to say it because it's truth so my son and i were swimming the other day we just got back from vacation and we, we were swimming and i was teaching him how to hold his breath underwater and he goes down he's down for like 20 30 seconds at best at most and I go down, and I'm holding my breath underwater, and I'm down there for forever. And he goes, I don't understand how you do that, Dad. And on a short on a short period of holding my breath, I'm down for a minute and a half, two minutes. And I said, I'm just meditating. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just fucking sitting there, hanging out. Mind you, your CO2 level's probably fucking 60. <laughs> <laughs> well, and honestly, I feel, like, I feel like my heart rate slow yeah. now. Yeah. Like, I can do... I, so, it's... the Just the health benefits of meditation, I'm telling you, is... It's nuts. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but I get these kick-ass sex dreams, man. Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. I ain't get those from yoga. I'm getting fucking cheeked. <laughs> this is bullshit. Oh, I leave yoga and I'm sweaty and sad. <laughs> well, I shit my pants today. <laughs> Doing the downward dog. Exactly. Um, but the meditation does things to your brain that. I mean, I just wish. It refires neurons. 110%, yes. And I wish it was something that they would start doing with the elderly population because, as we all know, dementia and Alzheimer's is becoming a fucking. You know, issue. Uh, uh, yeah, no. You, we all know someone. Very abundant in the Yeah, we issue. all know someone. And it's sad to see someone that you love so much look at you and not remember you. It's heartbreaking. And I truly believe that it's a lack of exercise of the brain. Yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't exercise the brain. We don't. No, I think that's like the benefits in yoga for me too, because like. You know, it's all about, like, strength and, like, where you find that strength in yourself. And, like, it's, like, right in the moment where you're, like, holy shit, my calves are on fucking fire. And then it's, like, regroup, regroup. They're not, though. Because you're way fucking stronger than this. Your your body is so fucking good at persevering through a lot. And we see this in in healthcare every day. We're, like, how the fuck did that person live through that? You know, you're, like, what unreal right yes, yes. and then like it's because your body is just so able to persevere through so many yes. things and so like i think about that a lot of times especially if i'm in like a lunge for a long time and i'm like i truly think my quads are going to snap into my face sure. and fucking slice my uh, nose up so uh, on care on caroline's subject right now for yoga for whoever's listening i'm sure you guys are thinking this i don't do yoga um my preferred outlet outside of my normal workout routine is I love boxing. Um, I have my whole life. And I've found that I've discovered now that I've gotten back into doing that on a regular basis, um, I need that burst of aggression. Yeah. I do. Uh, it's just part of who I am. I've said this before to Ben. It's a saying I've always used. i gotta let, I got to let the beast feed. I have to. Because if I don't, 
it's going to focus on some uh, somewhere else. Yeah. Where uh, the inappropriate. You're going to blow it up on some. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So I have so I have to do that. It's part of who I am. It's ingrained in my DNA. I can't get away from it. And I'm okay. That the nice thing is I'm okay with that part of myself now. Like I understand that that's something I need. To yeah. Do. Like, um, some of us are poets and some of us are warriors and some of us are a little bit of everything and. Did you fucking call me a poet? <laughs> No, I don't think you're a poet. You're trying I to mean, push me up right now. Fuck that. I ain't no poet. I ain't no poet. You look at these big dick meters. <laughs> <laughs> I can pop a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you're a poet. No. Here's my thing with yoga. Since you want to call me some kind of fucking no, no, I don't push think cake I, over here. I don't think that. I don't think that. I, I think, think that, that I am my own worst enemy. If there's anybody I'm afraid of, it is myself. I never need to be aggressive with anybody else. Although I'm sure there are people out there who disagree with me, but I don't think I need so, to take it out on anybody else. I want to hurt my. This is gonna sound bad, especially mental health. Sure. But oh, but I, I'm but I want to hurt myself. Sure. You know, if I'm at it myself, you're refocusing on yourself. Um, yeah, I'm centering you're not, myself. You're not so lashing out at the world, right? Exactly. Which is what most people do. Right. And that's so. The, and so you're doing the same thing with yoga that I that am you do with, with exactly is that I'm leaving it there. That way, I don't go out into the world. And don't get me wrong; the capability is always there. I just don't. I have to get that out of me. I have to. No, I actually I work with a nurse who who truly she used to do this like. For, like professionally before she came into nursing she was like that was the calmest I've ever been sure she absolutely. was like I, I'm like I want to get back into it because I think that it would like really sure. refocus me and center me and stuff like that and I'm like that's just insane you just beat the fuck out of people you just walk away like nothing she was like you just don't understand and yeah. you could be fighting with your friend and you walk away like nothing just happened you know well in a lot if you ever watch now of course you're gonna have the guys who are like the who they are inside the ring or whatever they're doing is the same they are outside but then you're going to have the people that are like who I am there and who I am outside of there they, they, they can coexist yeah right absolutely. which is the beauty of those kind of that kind of stuff is they can coexist with right so oh yeah but yeah cool there are methods out there and we're finding them we're out here yeah, finding them yeah, baby yeah, yeah. So this actually brings us to the meat of our topic, something that um, I discussed heavily with my counselor the my last session. I had a really long session. I had a pretty hard week, so um, I really delved into myself and like uh, kind of revamped myself a little bit, but... Uh, fucking Ben's out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, he turned the lights on. Yourself. Oh, God, the lights are on again. I can see Pete hey, just hey, 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 hey. <laughs> But, um, yeah. So... <laughs> So it kind of goes into what we were talking about earlier in regards to the counseling sessions and leaving it at work and like, you know, what you, sometimes having only the logic side of it or whatnot. Um, but we, uh, me and my counselor went through this thing in DBT therapy, which is dialectical behavioral therapy, and um, it's called the wisest mind. And the wisest mind is a theory of to be your perfect self, to be in a perfect situation, to get the best resolution in whatever you're dealing with at the time, you have to have the perfect amount of logic and reason and then emotion. So you want to have like 50-50 on sure. both of them. Um, but I think that this is something to talk about because in healthcare, you know, especially when you're in high stress situations, high emotional situations, you know, they require you to have only a logic side of it. And so like we were kind of talking about with my stressful week and I'm saying stressful, like I'm not fucking around. I had a shitty week. 
you know, what was crazy is I remember literally driving home from like a really big situation that did not go in my favor, it did not work out for me, whatever, and I screamed, I'm screaming at my steering wheel for not but one minute, right? I don't even think a tear was shed. And then I immediately sucked it back and I said, okay, let's logic through this, let's reason through this, what's the next step, what am I gonna do now? And so I kind of talked to him about that, you know, I didn't have any emotion through this whole process, which I have found weird through this whole process. And I just logic myself through it. And for whatever reason, in the next week, crossed T's, dotted I's, made my fucking phone calls, was a businesswoman for the remainder of the week. And so we were really like pushing heavy on like, hey, you need 50% emotion, 50% logic. You need to bring that emotional aspect of it because you're going to get the best result in the solution. If you only logic it, nobody's going to fucking like you. Everybody's going to look at you and think, wow, they don't care about anything. They, they just fucking, they're a goddamn robot in life. Or if you're only emotional in a situation, you're clearly not going to make the best decisions because you're thinking solely th from, from your heart and all that. So like, you know, I think that we run into this problem a lot in healthcare because like, for instance, one of the codes that I had, you know, I went in there, I reasoned, do they have a pulse? No, they don't have a pulse. Okay, begin compressions. Okay, call the code. Okay, let's look at their code status. Okay, put the pads on. Okay, let's roll. Backboard. Okay, and logic through it all. And you know, you never think about, man, this is, you can't think about in the moment, this is somebody's dad, this is somebody's son, this is somebody's person that they're about to lose, that they're losing right now, they're going to, I mean, they're, they're walking away from you right in front of you, and like, you can't have that. And so like, I think that that kind of carries on into my personal life, and I don't know about you guys, but like, I think it carries on into my personal life, and I have been told in the past that because I logic so hard on my day-to-day -day life in my career, I come home and only do the emotional part. I have a, a hard time meshing them in all faucets of my life. I literally come home and I'm just like, fuck this, fuck that, you know, this was the shitty situation I dealt with at work today and I feel this way. And here's my emotions, I'm getting it out now because I couldn't do that when I was at work. So we're going to delve into this pretty heavy because this, I'm sure, if I feel this way, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that feel the same way as me and there is, there's something, it's called something, so that's fun, it's called a wise mind, this is what we work on, so like, I'm, I'm giving you what I've worked on in counseling for the last week. Cool. Right on. Yeah, well, with that being, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I can honestly say that usually at work I'm, I'm not saying i'm a different person at work because i'm still a I'm, i feel like i'm a fun loving guy at work and sure. pretty relaxed but when it comes down to business it's business and it's there is no emotion in business uh, so you know what i mean but i mean yeah you just said it you know not 20 minutes ago I oh do. this is just another cardiac arrest i yeah. do and i and i i agree with ben on that and then the same in the same notion i think the older you get the more you start to reconcile both sides of that. Yeah. Because, like, I am very comfortable, which Ben's witnessed this before, I'm very comfortable talking to people yeah. in the moment of loss like that, mm -hmm. mostly because I'm gr I am empathize with people. Like, yeah, I get it now. Like, if we did the best we could, there's nothing left to be done. Sorry. In any of the situations, sometimes these people just need to be... Reassured. Yeah, they just need to be brought back to your loved one and who 
be like the just family, family members. Family. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes even the people you work with. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where like, I'm going with it. Yeah. Sometimes. Family. So it, it, think about it in that sense. Like that family. They can't logic that. There's no logic behind that. That's only emotion. Sure. When you see yourself getting pushed out of a room and a cart being reeled in and all right, and you hear people yelling and you watch them slam on your family member's chest, you feel nothing but what the fuck? My heart is dropping through my butt right now. Sure. You know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But like Paul said, the older you get, the more you empathize with the people and you can work them through their issues and start their grieving process and even help facilitate if as needed i I honestly think too that it helps you the more you learn to balance both those sides the sharper you operate yeah well and it brings you back to humanity too it does because you're also what's the world the word i'm looking for the world the world the What's world the world I'm, I'm looking, looking for? The world, the world that is me. Um, the world I'm looking for is, um, they relate to you. Yeah. People relate to you. That's the thing is like, well, you, what you guys are terrible at is, sometimes, even if you're in the scrubs, or you're in the fucking BDUs, or you're in your turnouts, or your cop uniform, sometimes you gotta not be those people. Yeah. Even if you're on the job, sometimes you gotta not well, you, be those people. You gotta humanize yourself. There's a time yourself. to stop. Yes, there's a time to stop. Because... Not everybody does what we do, and not everybody understands. And sometimes you just got to be a human with them. Yeah. Because that's, and that's the bitch of it sometimes, is when they lose something, sometimes you just got to feel it with them. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier for people. And sometimes it makes it easier for your coworkers too, because then they put their guard down and be like, oh, fuck, okay. It's okay to not, like... It's be, okay not to be okay. Yeah. So it's okay to not be stiff-jawed through this. Yeah. Like, it's okay to look at them and be like, that fucking sucked. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that if there was a skill set that I really do have in nursing, it is empathy. I'm really good at empathy. I'm really good at understanding where people come because there are so many things that I don't deal with on a day-to-day basis. I wouldn't deal with if I were in their shoes because I have great support systems, this, that, the other thing, great financial, you know, whatever. And that, that people don't have. A lot of people don't have. Right. And so I can feel that through them. Okay. Here's this, here's this barrier to discharge. Here's X, Y, Z. Help me. Okay, first, I think that I'm very good at listening. That, that's like a big piece of all of this is just listening. If you just hear them out, that makes them feel, you know, better than anything. Because a lot of times people just come in, do their assessment, get the fuck out. I did my job. You're hearing yeah, like, that you ain't listening. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, you did the bare minimum, sure. But like... They have all these things that they're going to hit when they walk out of this door and they don't know how to handle it because nobody gets a handbook on how to deal with healthcare when they're born. This is a hard thing for people to deal with. And like when you hear them and you're like, okay, I might not have the solution to this barrier to discharge, but I will find it for you. That's, that's what I'm good at. I can hear you and feel you and all right, let's find a way to get past this barrier. Well, 90% of our job is communicating with people. And if you can't communicate with people that puts a big hindrance on things. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I say this all the time. I think education and communication run together, and they're the most missed things in healthcare. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I always get told, oh, that family's a motherfucker. Th- this family's going to rip your ass apart. And I'm like, bitch, watch. First of all, that don't ever happen. I don't let that happen. Second of all, the, the, the first thing that I'm going to do 
is tell them exactly what's going on with their family member. I'm going to tell them exactly what we're doing and what the plan is going on from here. And usually when you give them that information, I ain't got no problem. Sure. They're usually very sweet to me. And I don't usually run into this issue. But, you know, I think that if we're talking about strictly from healthcare professionals alone, like how would I, how would I bring in that emotional aspect now to my job and to my life? Like, how could I have handled my, like, we did talk about it, me and my counselor, and, like, we kind of decided, like, it's actually beneficial, because since I put so much logic into my emotional week, you know, I got so much stuff done, so I'm less stressed now, sure, but, like, something that mom, my, my, our mom kind of threw at me was, so when does that emotional side hit you? Wow. When does that <laughs> Right then. That's yeah. your conversation. <laughs> um, but, like, is that emotional side ever going to hit you? Or is it going to be a situation, which, Ben, I think that you struggle with this as well as I do. You know, we get to a point, and then we just fucking boil over. Oh, yeah. And just hit a spot where we're just like, I can't handle fucking anything right now. If you yeah. hit me with a feather, I'm punching you in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> meltdown. Mel- absolute meltdown. Yeah. So, like, how could I have handled that situation with a little more emotion to then try to become the wisest mind? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's, but it's something that you have to keep practicing. And, like... Paul said the older you are the more you get to intertwine both realms it's mostly just because of experiences in life honestly yeah I mean truthfully well fuck I feel like I've gotten so many experiences in life as a 27 year old fuck the more you check shit off man this kind of stuff this kind of line of work police fire nursing doctors military whatever it ages you very very quickly yeah you grow up very very fast yeah you know I, I may be 29 but I don't think like a 29-year-old. He's about to be 30, motherfuckers. Shut up. 30, 30, <laughs> 30, 30, 30. 30. Um, You know, I, yes, I still have fun like a 29-year-old. and I do moronic things and stupid things. Yep. But when it comes to thought process, usually I'm in the 40 realm. You True. know, where it, and it, does, it shouldn't make that sense. You know, that shouldn't make sense. Why I'm thinking like a 40-year-old. Paul, you think like a 50-year-old. Um, I thought Paul was 65 today. I thought he was collecting social security. Don't listen to these motherfuckers. I got, I got my gold duck. AARP. I got my gold duck. <laughs> I got my gold duck. You get back because I get discount gold crown. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it, you know it, it ages you very quickly, this line of work. And you have to be able to adapt to that because you're not supposed, like I said before, you're not supposed to see this kind of shit. You're not supposed to do these kind of things because it's not natural. It's not normal. No. It is outside the realm of what more normal people do. So you are abnormal. And when you feel abnormal, then you're in the right spot. <laughs> yeah. You're in the right frame of mind thinking, this is not normal. This is weird. Yeah. Well, I always think about, too, like, you know, the things that when I was going through nursing school, you know, it's just bullshit. You know, you just, you go and you fake around, you wear your little stethoscope, and you don't know what you're listening for, whatever. But when you, you know, you don't actually know what nursing entails, but when, you know, when I actually got into it, I was like, wait, they actually do that to humans? Like, yes. in regards to, like, prime example, I had someone tell me one time, their insurance wouldn't cover their LAD being 50% blocked, it had to be at least 80% blocked. So they had to be close to their deathbed for them to cover a, a stent placement. The most corrupt fucking... That's their off-subject, on-subject, the most fucking corrupt thing in the world. No, literally. Is your insurance companies, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you're, if you ever want to know, they are 
don't care whether you live or die tomorrow as long as I get the paychecks. No, and I, so. I, you know, that that kind, like, I never thought that I would be in the situation dealing with these barriers that I am, and I just, you know, I sit back and I'm like, whoa, man, I'm lucky to be the person I am, because goodness, people have it real rough. I mean, really. Which I think I put a lot, you know, I do, and that, and it, not in emergent situations, that's completely logic, but like, in non-emergent, just regular, everyday job, Carol, you know, I really do try to put a lot of emotion into it with the logic side of it. Like, I hear you, I'm listening to you, this is your barriers, I understand that, maybe I don't have the answer, but I'll logic, find it. I'm gonna find it for you, and we're gonna get you the answers that you need, today. You know what I mean? Like, by the end of my shift, I will rue the fucking day. Well, it's a customer service thing, too. I ain't got a daisy yet, motherfucker. You don't need no damn daisy. I want a daisy. <laughs> so anybody out there, if you want to nominate Carol uh, uh, for a daisy, um, my name's changing soon, so <laughs> make sure you get the name right. <laughs> it's not fuck ass anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Carol fuck ass. <laughs> but that's that's a good topic to bring up. Oh. Try to have the best of both worlds, the emotional side and the logic side. If you, can, if you find that happy medium, great. Try to help other people find that happy medium. If you can't, you know, if you can't obtain it, maybe somebody around you can or can help you through your yeah, problems. Absolutely. So don't be afraid to talk to people about your problems and, and stuff like that. You have to be open and communicate. Like Caroline said, you have to be able to communicate in order to f- tell people what's going on. Yeah. You, you, if you can't communicate, then you've kind of dropped the ball on yourself. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely. Falls on you. So if you can't, yeah, I'm sure everybody in their own mind recognizes that they have a problem. It's whether or not you do something about it. Right. You you gotta, you gotta be able to ask for help. Yeah. So, um, good topic in counseling. Just saying. Yeah. Go, go to counseling. It's good stuff. Um, so that's that we're going to move on to the next topic, which is your overrated, underrated. Yes. Overrated, underrated. We're overrated, underrated. Clearly, clearly, PJ didn't listen you, to the last. Hey, thanks for listening. To the podcast, <laughs> thanks for listening, PJ. You're awesome. Holy fuck! I don't listen to these goddamn things. <laughs> so I no, talk on them all. So a lot of people in the podcasting world are doing overrated and underrated on different topics. Okay, I'm I'm down. Okay, so like last week, I did the the Buckeyes, the Browns, and the Bengals, just because it was easy, kosher, low hanging sure. fruit. What do you got there? You got something, don't you? Oh, I got a quote, but this is end of the end of the game. Fair enough. Bit, bit, okay, bit so game. underrated. That quote, underrated. Underrated. <laughs> yeah, underrated. She's right. She's right. I already um, know. So, please. Me know. and Ben had this conversation. I already, I already waited. I'm just saying, overrated. Dion fucking Sanders, overrated. Oh, I'm not even getting into that one. See, no, you got to get into it. That's the point. That's the whole point of it. Colorado, they can shut. Listen. He tells a, a whole shit team, get off of it, because you guys aren't good together. And you revamp a team, and that's wonderful. I love it. I've been part of it. I understand. I was the one getting kicked off the team. Because <laughs> 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 we were not working well together. But anyway, no, I, I think that what he's doing is wonderful. I'm sure that he's building these people. Yeah, and he's doing be, good things outside no. of football. Yeah, team. absolutely. I mean, you got, you've got to give the man that. I mean, sure. he's, however... The loudest wheel in the you know gearbox is obviously making the biggest stink, you know. So he, he's making a big stink yeah, well, about fucking. He does run his fucking mouth. He yeah, does. and when he when he gets shut up, it's kind of funny. I kind of laugh at it. It's yeah, like yeah, he got his ass beat. Way Listen, to go. Hey, you instead of saying nothing good about it, 
No, overrated. That's what I'm saying. The other thing is overrated. I tell you what, college football is all on him right now. I mean, they they, they, they they blew Colorado up. Yeah, they cover them like crazy. Which is fine. At least they're getting attention. You know, Colorado is not exactly what we would call... Nothing good is happening in Colorado right now. No! The Broncos are fucking getting blown out by 60 damn points regularly they lost I, you know what i do want to talk about i do got an overrated okay. i am going to get on my soapbox for a fucking minute here because i said it and i said it for years nobody wants to listen to old pj baker mayfield underrated 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 no. baker went to tampa bay and they are three and one right now that dude is a boss i'm here to tell you Jeez. he is tough he's head down i love baker no uh, baker no baker. he's a piece of shit they literally no, just not. threw out a documentary about how piece of shit he was no Nope, right? Was that him? Underrated. No. Oh, like so. that was what the, no! the, the Browns guy before that. Oh, who old? old the, the little touchy, short touchy guy. Touchy Deshaun Watson or whatever. No, oh, no, not Deshaun Watson. You're talking about uh, um. Manziel. Oh, yeah, yeah, Manziel. Manziel. Yeah, yeah. Old Johnny Boy. Old Big Ears. But old Baker, I I loved him when he was a Cleveland, and he's one of the only two quarterbacks that I've been like. He went to Tampa Bay, and I'm like, I get behind him. When he went to Carolina, got behind him. Guy All I'm saying is, I do not trust anybody who takes a flag and plants it on the block. Oh, that guy. And I'm an Ohio State fan, so take that with, see what I'm saying? It's like, I back him. And he pissed me off one time many minutes ago. I was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Break that motherfucker. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm taking Well, we'll give him a shot. I'll take it back. Yeah, why do you fucking blow chunks at the Browns, though? Huh? He blew chunks at the Browns. He didn't blow chunks at the, chunks at the Browns. He got into the fucking playoffs the one year. First time in how long? Well. And yeah. then, and then, they did the, the, the season Browns before that, thing. they held him back. And then they let him play, and he started to win again. And then the following season after that, he was hurt, and that's why he blew chunks. Oh, I didn't know he got And they got fucking rid of him after that, yeah, the so. Browns did the typical Browns thing and said, "Oh, we need another quarterback." It's yeah, the next we get year. we get a new one every year or two. All yeah. right, wait. This is this is a overrated, underrated topic. Let me hear the thoughts. Catheter or uh, IVs with the stop stop flow catheters. Overrated, underrated. Oh, underrated. Those things are fucking phenomenal. They were yeah. great, right? Yeah. You know oh, how many man. bed sheets I fucked up without the, and I always forget. Oh yeah. You know, and I the just yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. just fucking bleed everywhere, and I'm oh, like, yeah. God, yeah. I forgot to include. Hot hokas are red now, and they started blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 those things are fucking beautiful. Underrated. They have helped me out Underrated. so long, much. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're getting close to the end here. PJ's got a quote, and then we'll wrap it up. What do you uh, think? Get counseling. That's the quote. Yep. Get counseling. I work yep. very hard. I yep. work very do you hard. Want to, uh, lay for any of those who don't know, because we've got about a minute left. The um, suicide prevention hotline. Suicide prevention hot lifeline nine eight eight. Call nine eight eight. It's twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You do not have to worry about somebody not being there. They will call you and talk or answer talk, you. Talk. You <laughs> they will call talk. you back. Yeah. <laughs> they will preventatively call you. <laughs> here, here is the quote for the end of this podcast. When wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. Nice. Nice. Okay, all I right. Like that. All right. That's cool. That was a good. One. When wealth is lost, nothing is lost. All right. Ask me that now. <laughs> Half well, my shit's gone. 
Jesus. <laughs> well, look, you got it. You still got your character. <laughs> you are rich. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank, thanks for listening in. Again, support them titties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yabos. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do your monthly breast exams. Yeah. yeah. If you need help, call me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are great. Thanks for listening in. We'll, ta- we'll talk to you later.